This is Andy B. Frank, a brainstorm, and whatever you do, stop doing it now, because now you have to listen to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Hey, this is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor with the Phantasm Podcast, and today I have one of my favorite vocalists from one of my favorite bands, and we're going to be talking with Andy from Brainstorm, and we're going to be talking about their new album, Wall of Skulls, which is out on AFM Records. Andy, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. We really appreciate you. Hey, Winston, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thanks so much. We... I'm a huge fan of the band, have been for years. This is so cool to have you uh, do this. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll just jump right into uh, the Wall of Skulls album. It's your uh, 13th album for Brainstorm, right? It is, it is. That's the reason why the album started with the Chamber 13. <laughs> oh, it's such a great. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> intro track to set the pace of the album. And uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's such a great record. I, I'm so excited to talk with you about it today. Um, let's see here. So, what do we got here? Um, where should we start? I guess we'll start with the opening track here. So, yes, the Chamber 13, that's really cool. Did you guys um, do like the. Who came up with the idea for the intro for the album? It's always uh, uh, something that, uh, very funny, you know, between Torsten and me, you know, so this is some sort of a, some kind of a challenge, uh -huh. uh, as we always uh, try to find something or how to uh, include the, the, the number of our uh, album, you know, so this is uh, last time we had the 12 on the cover, uh -huh. you know, on the, on, the, on the alarm clock, you know, so, and that was our 12th album, right. it's on the 13th hour, I had no really idea what to do. And the Torsten came up and said, nah, Andy, you know, where Raven's Flight needs uh, an intro, and, and uh, I would like to have it, uh, um, and it's, uh, it has to sound like this or that, and the name is Chamber 13, and I was like, okay, at this point, this is yours. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. This goes straight, uh, straight out of you. <laughs> I that love the... My, that was Torsten's part. <laughs> oh, it's amazing way to kick the record off too. And then um, tell us about uh, where ravens fly. Uh, you know, it's. Um, I think the most important. A lot of people expected uh, us to have another great, another fast uh, track after the, the opening track of Midnight Goes. You know, which was uh, which was a very fast one as well. You know, and uh, so they expected a, a new heavy track uh, and a very fast one as well and uh, in the studio it wasn't quite clear in the, in the beginning but in the studio we decided on where Ravens fly because uh, it, it combines everything uh, you need to know about Brainstorm
You know, so it's, and that's the reason why you know it all starts with Odin. You know, for example, his, uh, his ravens Munin and Hugin. Right. You know, so he had his ravens as well. But that's the reason why I gave this song uh, up to the ravens. <laughs> uh, it's 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 such a great track uh, to kick the album off with too. Um, and then we'll jump into track three. What about Solitude? Solitude is uh, a, a song, you know, uh, which is so, how can I say, um, it's an orchestral, you know, so and, 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 and very epic in, in many ways, in a heavy one. And uh, to be very honest, also, this is another track, you know, we did not know. Is it the track uh, which will make it on the album or not? And when uh, what came out at the end is so amazing. Of course, the, 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 the funny thing on, on Solitude is really that was the first song I ever received from the from the band, you know, from the other member. Right. I mean, uh, you need to know that whenever we do write songs, um, they do record the, 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 their first ideas and then they send me an MP3 file. And then I do start making up the lyrics, you know, and I do start making up the vocal lines and uh, and so on and so on. And uh, I had no idea what to sing here, to be very honest. I think my I, I think there must be tons of gigabytes, you know, just with ideas, you know, for this song, and not a single version was really good enough for me. Right. And that's the reason why it took me so long, you know, so for this song, but. I, I might say that the the final version, what we have now on the album, is exactly the version that came into my mind, into my head, you know, just about two weeks before we entered the studio, which is funny, you know, because I never expected something like this anymore. I had thousands of different other tunes in my head, but this came up sometimes when I came back from, uh, from work, you know, and I uh, sat there in my car. And I listened to it, and on a, I, I think, as far as I do remember, it was somewhere on a traffic, <laughs> a line of traffic we had, you know. So and then I sat there, and I had this idea of standing here, solitude, and I was like, okay, that's it, that's maybe it. And I tried it, and the coolest thing was I recorded it, and 24 hours later, I still loved it. You know, that's a good sign. Any <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's the best thing you can have. Oh, it's such a, it's such a great track. Um, it's a really, really, really good track on the album. And let's see um, the next track, "Escape the Silence." What can you tell us about Escape that? Escape the Silence is definitely one of the uh, is a is a song you know uh, which is um, in, in the history of serial killers or whatever you might you might say you know this is uh, this goes back in the seventeen hundred you know seventeen hundred seventy nine up to seventeen hundred eighty. Uh, his name was uh, Blaise Farage, a guy in, in, the, uh, for, in France. Mm -hmm. you know, he just uh, 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 kidnapped a lot of people, you know, and brought them back in the hills, you know, and then he started to eat them and stuff, you know, which oh, is a wow. very horrible story and a story nobody in France really wants to talk about. But uh, the, 
that is that came up to my mind, you know, uh, so many years ago, and I always wanted to write a song, and I always wanted to write lyrics about this story, you know, and uh, it's a very, very dark episode of of the French history, but um, it fits in my ears, you know, in my eyes, it, 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 it fits perfectly. It's a very heavy track and a very, uh, very fast one, and it is. Uh, uh, a track where we have guest vocals on, you know, so and it's the first time ever that we do uh, have guest vocals um, uh, on one of our songs, you know, and it features P.V. Wagner from Rage. He's a good friend of mine since so many years. Nice. And uh, to tell you one, uh, a little story about it, you know, is whenever we recorded this, uh, this song, I just told Steve, our producer, that I would love to have guest vocals on, on uh, one of the songs, and he said, so whom are we talking about, Amy? And I said, yeah, we... And I told him about people, you know, from the U.S., you know, from Sweden, from England. And he said, Amy, why, why, why are we always talking about people from America from, from somewhere else in the world if you have a good friend living more or less next to the studio <laughs> and you know each other so uh, since so many years, why don't we call him? And I was really like, ah, you think you will make it? And I said, let's try it. That's the only way to find it out, you know. So and that's what we did. We just called Baby, and he was just fucking, yeah, cool. Of course, I would love to do it. And uh, this is what we did, you know. So then we or we recorded it, and what came out at the end is amazing, you know. To me, it's it makes me really proud because he's an icon. He's a, a he's a living German metal legend to me, you know. So I grew up with uh, the, the early Rage album, sure. you know, with songs like "Don't Fear the Winter" and stuff. And uh, you know, so to have to sing side by side with him, you know, on, on our album, you know, it's just amazing to be very honest. In those, it makes me really proud to be very honest. Oh, it's it's a- absolutely, and it's so, uh, definitely one of the highlights to me, you know. So one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, oh, it's it's a it's a fantastic track. Um, let's see, um, and then uh, let's see. Uh, turn off the light. Turn off the light. That's it, you know. So that brings me straight to this very happy track, you know. So because when we stopped the recordings with Peavy, uh, I looked at Steve, our producer. He's also the singer in Arden Ogan, you know, so, uh, which is an amazing band, you know, and very, very famous over here in, in Europe. Oh, they're great. And, uh, they're great. I looked at him and I said, so now we have uh, a track on the album featuring a German icon, an, a, an old legend, you know. So, but what about having uh, a new metal hero being featured on the album? And, so, and he looked at me like, and asked, so, you know, so okay, Andy, whom are we talking about? Who, who, who is it? And I said, Steve, come on, don't ask silly questions if you do not want getting uh, get a silly answer. You know? So, and uh, that was it. Was quite simple. And he looked at me, you know, and it was kind of a challenge for a, for a while. But at the end, he stepped into the recording room, and then what he did. Is amazing. What came out is fantastic, you know. So it makes me even more proud. And to be very honest, I knew from the first day on that uh, uh, Wallace will become a very important, very special album to me. But I think both of the uh, the guest vocals, you know, uh, because of PB and because of Sim, it made the album 
even more special to me because uh, this is something we have uh, we've never ever done before, and uh, I think it fits, you know, because the the cool thing is we never uh, done this before because it never made any sense, but this time it made sense. Sure. And uh, but the cool thing is really uh, it, it it happened because of friendship, you know. So it's not somebody we called. And uh, uh, we said, "Hey, would you do it? I will send. Uh, I will send you one thousand dollars if you can do it." And uh, we we have combination to each other or whatever. No friendship or so, you know. So in the case of Sam and in the case of uh, the Pavey, uh, I'm very proud to say that uh, these are friends of mine. They're friends of us, you know. So and uh, they're part of our album now. So that makes it even more special. Uh, um, um, that's uh, uh, escape the silence and the turn off the light. You know, just is that these are two fantastic songs. You know, and I they whenever are. I do listen to those two tracks, you know, very heavy tracks, very fast tracks. You know, I, it, it gives uh, those parts also my parts sometimes. <laughs> you give me goosebumps. You know, so that's great. That's I love it. Oh, they're great songs. Um, and let's see, uh, uh, glory disappears. different you know it's so totally different it's uh it's a very uh how can i say melancholic it's a it sounds very melancholic to me you know so it's uh and it's a track um about um you know the the uh, what happens to people to, to, to kids you know when they grow older you know when they lose uh their uh, how do you say their optimism? Right. You know, that, that they they find out that not all the people in the world are very friendly. Not, not the whole world is pink. Right. And so on and so on. That they find out that there's a lot of violence going on, a lot of hate, a lot, and so on. And that's uh, what I found out uh, when I looked at the, in, in the eyes of my kids. You know, so and I've, I, I I thought I've I've seen that there's this kind of a. I, I do always call it uh, some kind of a glimmer, a glitter, whatever, in uh-huh. their eyes, you know, so it's kind of a very happy, optimistic view they have, and they lose it after a while, and I think you can also see it in their eyes, you know, and uh, the, the cool thing on this track is that this, originally, this track was about six minutes long, you know, and then we started cutting it into pieces, that is, uh, that is uh, a track uh, we worked on again after we were not allowed to go into the studio because of the pandemic, you know. And then we went back into our rehearsing room, and then we started working on the songs again. And in the case of um, Glory Disappears, we just uh, said to ourselves that we want to we want to try something different, something new, you know. So and sure. this is the reason why it starts with the vocals. It's 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 a very you have no pre-chorus. Go straight from the verse into the chorus. And uh, I think that makes it totally different. It's just, uh, it was kind of to us. It was kind of a, fre- a fresh idea, you know, something new, something different. And I think it sounds good, and, and it shows exactly also what Brainstorm is all about in 2021. You know, so we do have changed in some way, but we still do sound like Brainstorm always and ever. But uh, we have, uh, yeah, tried something new here and there, but. At the end, what comes out is brainstorm. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever we do, 
Exactly. Um, let's see the next track, uh, My Dystopia. This is the, uh, the track I hated the most when we were in the studio because it has this very high vocals in the, the, of this My Dystopia. You know, this is, and Z was such a dumb ass, you know, in the studio because <laughs> he always, he, he sat there in his chair, you know, just recorded it, especially the chorus. And he said, yeah, it was good, but you can do better. <laughs> and I think, I always said, but can we just use how, how, a computer to do it better? And he said, nah, computer is okay, but I think the, the fans want to hear it naturally. They want to hear it sung by you, right. really. And I was I was totally destroyed, you know. So I so so he kicked my ass very much, you know. So he said there, you know, I was able to watch out of the of, of my uh, booth, you know. I was able to see him sitting in front of his mixing desk, you know. So and he sat there doing nothing, just one hand on the mixing board, and always the the, the talkback, you know, always using the talkback. That was good, but you can do better. Please again. And that for about two, three, four hours, you know, and my voice got fucking, bah, you know, was <laughs> <laughs> horrible to me. And uh, but what came out at the end, you know, and that's the difference, you know, especially for uh, to me working with somebody like you know, something, you know. So no, he's just satisfied whenever you have recorded the one thing. No, so this, uh, you know, he wants you to record a good one. You know, not just okay. He wants the, he wants to get to get the best out of you. you know? Right. So, and it's <laughs> sometimes it takes a while. Yeah, sometimes it takes a while. It's a very heavy, very. Uh, some people might say uh, Judas Priest style, typical uh, new wave of British heavy metal track. So I might say, uh, but also the vein of Brainstorm. So I might say, you know, so, and I, I think it's a very heavy track. We did not expect the people to love it that much, but it seems like uh, that we have to play this song live because it, uh, it goes up in uh, Spotify and uh, Amazon Prime playlists straight through the ceiling, you know, so, because uh, the people seem to love the song. So uh, we have to put it on our live set list. It's it's a burner. It's a, I like that one a lot. It's it's really good. Um, what about uh, end of uh, my innocence? Yeah, end of my innocence is uh, um, it's, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> um, it's if you think about um, how can I say you know so a betrayer. You know, so somebody who did something wrong, you know, so he, he finds out that whenever he betrays uh, and he's uh, some kind of a, as I say, uh, it's this and he knows how to, uh, to uh, get around the lies, you know, and stuff, and sure. then the other people know or think, you know, everything's fine, and so that, and then he thinks, oh, Betraying people is not so bad, uh, and then uh, that's the reason why he becomes 
a really a very bad prayer, you know. So and uh, from time to time, you know. So, but um, it's a, it's a very how can I say uh, the the lyrics are way more darker than the song are uh, than than the song is, you know. So, but uh, it's cool. It's a it's a it's a cool track. Um, it's 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 fun to me, you know. So it was fun recording this track. It's a it's a it's a mid tempo mid range track. So it's okay to me. It's great. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good track. Um, and then uh, stigmatized. Uh... Stigmatized is a track, a very important track. It's a it's a very fast one as well. Yeah, I think at the end finally we can say that uh, Wall of Skulls features a lot of very heavy, a lot of very a very uh, uh, fast tracks, you know, because. Uh, this is an album uh, we did not really expect it to be that fast. To be very honest, um, it just came to me. I, it's just you do listen to the songs when you, when you do uh, uh, write the vocal lines and the lyrics and, the, uh, and everything else. You do really work song by song, and you do not really, how do you say? Uh, um, yeah, you, you do not really think about the next or uh, the, the the other tracks, you know. So you just work on this song and then you go to the other song. Right. And but when I when I've been to the studio and I uh, Sage just asked me which song do you want to record next, you know. So you always try to uh, start with a very easy, uh, an easy song, not so fast and so on, you know, because so in the morning, your mouth is not so working so well, you know, so English is not so good in that moment at 10 o'clock in the morning, whatever. Right. And I told him, and I, I, <laughs> I, I said, uh, we should start uh, with a mid-tempo song. And I said, okay, Andy, there's only a few. And... Uh, uh, we just have recorded two of them yesterday, so there's only fast ones left. And I was really like, huh? Come on. And then we were listening to it, and you know, and if you hear all oh, within seconds after another, you know, so you'll really find out, oh my God, that's true. <laughs> all the songs are very, very fast ones, really heavy ones. You know, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> no time to relax, my friend. No time. <laughs> and, uh, and that's a, that's a, the story is a very um, uh, 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 how can I say it's a uh, it's a yeah some some sort of a fantasy story. But uh, somebody uh, wrote a book about it, you know, so about a person who just uh, uh, got this feeling that he was reborn one thousand year uh, one uh, one thousand years later, you know, and he uh, in in, the, in 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 history in books of history, you know, he, he just. Um, found out that uh, he just got killed 1,000 years ago by um, another person uh, because of a lie. And, uh, and uh, he also feels that this this killer 1,000 year uh, years ago, he also got reborn and lives also on this planet somewhere. And then he tries to find uh, him, you know, so... and. Uh, he definitely finds him, you know, and it's a, so they say it's a true story, right. but, uh, yeah, he, he did not kill him, but, uh, the other, the other man just had the same feeling that he lived again and so on and so on. It's a, it's a very, some sort of a, some kind of a very fantastic, but also very strange story. 
but I think it was worth writing about it. It's I love that track. I think it's a really good one. Um, let's see here. Uh, the next track. I love it too. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a good one. It's a burner. Um, the the next. I love it too. Yeah, uh, holding on. <laughs> Uh, holding on, the next track. Ah, holding on. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, holding on is the, uh, probably the the most AOR typical kind of song on the album. You know, it's a very very melodic one, very catchy chorus. You know, mid. This is one of the mid tempo songs we have on the album. You know, so um. In the first place, I was a little bit afraid, you know, so about the about the reaction of the fans, you know, so that they might probably might say, "Oh, uh, what is this? This is very, as I said, you know, very melodic, very heavy sure. rock sure. Know, uh, 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 style." But they seem to love the song as well, you know. So, and I, I think, um, especially on the the position is perfect. I think after a song like. You know, this song works very, very well to me. And I think it makes the album, we always do say, it makes the album really a round one. You know, it's it's really perfect, you know, so sure. in the end, you know, so. And uh, it is a, it is probably the most commercial track, but we never recorded, we, we, we never recorded a, 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 a video clip or something like this for it. You sure. know? So it was just a song we thought has to be on the album. So and I and we had this feeling, you know. So we we, we felt uh, Wallace Girls need this kind of song as well, and uh, I'm very happy about it. To be very honest, you know, it's a very mid-tempo song, but it, it gives you time to breathe, you know. So <laughs> after stigmatize, you need to breathe. It's a it's a great track. I really like that one. Um, let's see here. Um, I the Deceiver. This is uh, also a very uh, heavy track as well. You know, also in the vein of I, I always might say like in the vein of typical old Judas Brace, for example. Sure, you know, sure. Maybe, maybe if you can from uh, if you can say it that way, you know. So, but it features a lot, a lot of brainstorm typical uh, brainstorm stylish uh, 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 trademarks. You know, right. So, but. Um, it's a, it's a it's a track that, that that really goes straight into your face, you know. But it was a tough decision to get him on this position, to be very honest, you know. So because uh, we did not really to, knew what what to do, you know. Because uh, when we were in the studio, and at least before we do the master tape, we're sitting at home, and every member of the band, and also some very close friends. Uh, you have the, tra- the 10 or 12 or uh, 11 or 12 tracks and they do try to find out the perfect running order. You know? Sure. And, and that, that is so difficult to be very honest, you know, because you sit there and you might say that uh, our Ramos fly hasn't been number one. And I can tell you that we do it now since about three, four, uh, four albums. Now we do it um, uh, involve uh, some of our close friends, you know, give them the MP3 files and say, okay, find out yourself what you like, which will, which would be the perfect running order to the album. Right. You know, so, and uh, what comes out, if you have 15 people doing it, you have 15 different running orders. 
<laughs> it, it is. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really help you at the end, but it gives you a sign, you know. So the sure. sign is the most important thing. We always know, especially first when we do, we always do laugh about it because we, we actually do know, okay, there will be no answer at the end, but we have different signs they show us, okay, we're able to fly. In the most of the cases, you know, they say, this has to be the opening track. Sure. Okay, we're fine with that. And then it starts, you know, solitude, solitude on number two, or solitude on number ten. <laughs> I didn't see what was a track. Some people had them on number two, you know, so, and some had them on number nine, number eight, you know, so, and uh, it was a very, very tough decision because I love the track. I love the, I love the, the, the way, you know, I love the, the, the style, I love everything on the album, and it, 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 it actually is, uh, it combines so many of the old ranks of trademarks uh, from times like Midas Mortis of Soul Impatient and so on, with the, uh, with the, the times now we are, we are, uh, in the, and the way we have changed in 2020, 2021. Sure. It, it, combi- it combines everything so perfect. And uh, so it was, you know, it, the cut in my heart, you know, so when we had to decide to bring him on the number 10 up. So, but, and one day you have to decide. You know, one day you have to call a record company. Okay, this is the final running order, and then believe me, also the record company starts discussing with you. <laughs> <laughs> also they do discuss with you. You know, also they show up and say, "Hey, what's this? Why number ten? Why not number two? Right? I said, hey, people, come on. <laughs> <laughs> We've already done this. <laughs> it's a tough decision, but somebody had to make it. Right. <laughs> And then the the bonus track. Can you tell us about Cold Embrace? That was the next tough fight. You know, that was the very uh, <clears throat> Cold Embrace uh, is, of course, yeah, uh, one of more or less a, a song about the, the times we do have. Uh, you know, pandemic and stuff. People are not allowed to go into hospitals to, to see their buying uh, their dying relatives and stuff uh, and uh, that's for uh, a lot of other people uh, a horrible situation you know so this is something they, uh, they cannot really deal with you know because it's it's they, they do uh, bring them to the hospital and that's the last time they see their father their mother their, their uncles their sons their daughters whatever right and uh, uh, then the only thing you you hear is okay he died or she died you know whatever and there's no chance to say goodbye to, uh, to uh, for a farewell or something like that you know so that's that's I think a lot of people in this situation give everything for a cold embrace you know that's how I call it you know so that way you know, so and uh, that is. A situation we never ever thought this could really happen. So I think you know. So I I might say uh, that three four years ago, whenever somebody would have ta- told you you know that something like this will happen, they all would have called you a liar. Sure. You know, but uh, it is now. Uh, it's happening now since two years, and uh, still people are dying in hospitals. Still, uh, still there were. Or still, their wives or, uh, or whatever are not allowed to be uh, to see them again. You know, even if they're dead. You know, so so. But uh, that's 
how I call it, or that's why I call it a golden brace. But it was, but also on this track, it was a very tough decision. But we, especially that was Torsten's decision, to be very honest, you know, because he said after uh, I did the Seabird, you know, the 10 songs, that is a round thing, you know, that is that is Wall of Skulls, that is 100% Wall of Skulls, and everything else is a bonus. I think the cool thing is, and that's what I would love to say is um, if you get a bonus track from us, you know, from Brainstorm, you always do get quality as well. You know, so and I think that's a very important thing. I was when I was a kid and I bought myself uh, and I bought records myself, you know, so and I and I and sometimes I bought uh, or later I bought CDs, you know, with bonus tracks. I was sometimes so disappointed uh, when I when I paid a lot of money, you know, for the limited edition, and then I listened to the bonus songs, and they were just like, like nothing, you know. Sure. They, they sounded horrible, you know. So yeah, the, and that is something, you know, I was really, really angry about that. And whenever we started recording uh, more tracks uh, for our albums, uh, I think all of us in the band, you know, we, from the first day on. We always said to ourselves, we will not decide which song is a bonus track before everything is recorded and everything is produced. Right. Because in that moment, you can be sure that we give 100% to every single song, even, let's say, more, 110, 120%. Sure. And then at the end, the running order decides, you know, so, and, uh, uh, but I'm happy with that, you know, that, uh, and, I, I, I'm really happy to say that the fans also know that whenever they buy themselves uh, a Brainstorm Limited Edition that they, they do get uh, bonus tracks, they always know that, okay, that's a track, uh, it's not featured on the regular album, but it's a track that it's definitely stands in line with all the others, you know, that, that's the most important thing, that's value for money, so I might say. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a fantastic track. This is a great album, Andy. I've loved it so much. That's why we reached out to you guys so we could uh, talk about this album. Can you tell us about the cover art? The cover art is—I love all of your old's cover art, but my God, this one is just fucking a home run. It's just crazy. The 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 cover art for this one. Yeah, that's not a good story for me. <laughs> The, the, the funny story is really that um, I wouldn't say that it, it was some not, not a burnout or something like that, but in the spring of twenty, what was it, twenty twenty, um, uh, when uh, when it all came up with the with the, with the recordings, with the uh, with the cover artwork and everything sure. else, uh, I had I had this title, I had this title, this wall of skulls, and uh, uh, person was totally. It, amazed about it he said yeah it's a perfect cover a perfect album title you know and i said okay and uh then i sent uh Eula, our cover designer i sent him several sketches and uh, uh i was really like okay it could uh, it could look like this it could look like that that but what came out was hard to be very honest but it wasn't his fault it was my fault because you know, I had no really good idea. You know? Right. It was different on albums, on covers like Soul Temptation, or Midnight Ghost, or Liquid Monster. 
they're all they all came out of my mind, you know. So it was all up somewhere around here, right, <laughs> in my head. But this time, I had no idea. And whatever I I brought down to paper, whatever I told him how this uh, new cover should look like, it made it even worse. Oh no! And so whatever I received was more horrible than the last sketch I received. You know? so, <laughs> And I was so upset about my set health that I called Torsten. I said, okay, Torsten, this is a strange uh, moment, because, but I have to tell you that this is the time I have to give up the, 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 the cover artwork and the, the design and everything else. And so could you please make up your mind and find out yourself what do you think a cover should uh, a cover artwork should look like right. you know, if you have uh, an album title like Wallace Gulf. And then I haven't heard from him and from uh, from Gula <laughs> for weeks, I might say. I haven't heard anything from them for weeks. And, I was, and then, then I just, and one day I was really like, oh my God, you know, this will be a disaster. This will be a disaster. And then I received a short message, open up your email. And I was really like, Okay, whatever that means. Okay, I just opened up my email. I have a huge flat. Sp- I have a huge screen over here, you know, for my PC. Sure. And then what came up was like more or less ninety percent of what you have on the cover artwork. You know, more or less ninety percent. So only a few. We changed only a few details, but it was more or less it. You know. Okay. And that came up, and I was really like fucking impressed, my friend. I was really impressed. I was really. This is it. You still with me? Oh yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry, I lost you for a sec. My there's a rainstorm here where okay. I'm at in Florida. I'm sorry about that. So you, so you, you got you, you got a you got a file like an email file, and it had basically everything I'm looking at on the album. Yeah, and uh, I was impressed. More, more. You couldn't be more impressed. You know, you could be more impressed. I opened it up, you know, and I was like, okay, if we're talking about heavy metal, talking about a metal cover artwork, this is it. This is definitely it, you know, so, and uh, we have just, we now just played uh, two uh, uh, shows for, uh, with a new setup, you know, with uh-huh. a new stage setup, and, you know, yeah, I had really fucking goosebumps, you know, when, uh, when, the, when the backdrop came up with this amazing huge cover artwork you know so the skull looks at you wherever you stand the skull looks <laughs> in every single corner you know <laughs> that is really fucking amazing i love it i definitely love it it is my favorite cover art that you guys have ever done i, I don't know what it is i've stared at it but it's the fucking it's bad as fuck there's so much going on in it um it's i mean i love your all's covers but i mean seriously it is fucking just there's so much. I read comic books and stuff, so the the cover art is just. There's so much stuff going on. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is an amazing guy. You know, he's a he's a friend of mine as well. Uh-huh. He's a he's a uh, he's a cover designer. You know, he's he's done so many great ones for Accept and other bands as well. You know, so and what he did for Midnight Ghost was also unbelievable. Oh yeah, Midnight but, Ghost. Uh, what came up oh. with Bolus and Goldsmiths. Yeah, I mean, like this I said, amazing, really. It, it is. There's so much going on uh, with it, and it's it's. I mean, just looking at all the different stuff that's going on there. You got the one skull, and it's like 
the, all the fire and the but there's like the whole it, I don't I get to it's like a cathedral maybe like a castle it's 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 so cool yeah 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 oh it's amazing it is so you guys so you, so you guys have got that for your backdrop for your live shows then yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh wow Oh, that's it's so amazing. Um, yeah, this album is fabulous, man. I, I cannot tell you as a longtime fan just how amazing a lot of bands I feel like kind of go through the motions, but you guys always deliver. And this new album is Wallace Skulls is fantastic, it's so good. It is incredible. Um, are you going to? Uh, are you as uh, uh, brainstorm? Are you guys planning on trying to get back out and doing some like festival stuff next year and whatnot, depending on the pandemic? Or yes, of course, of course, we would love to do it. You know, it's, uh, we are uh, booked for a lot, a lot of festivals over here in Europe, and and uh, I know there are many discussions for metal uh, for festivals over there and overseas as well. Um, and but what uh, what's coming up will be uh, a great uh, a big tour with our friends Rage. Nice, you know, and uh, we're going. That's gonna be a, be a big package. It's five days before the release. In about five days, <laughs> the tour dates will be released. Oh, that's but you're the first one to know. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. That's that's amazing. I like I said, I. Four and a half weeks tour. Oh wow! Four and a half weeks, and uh, brings us all over Europe, especially England, Sweden, uh, Norway, Finland, ever everywhere we go, everywhere. And uh, that's gonna be that's uh, that will happen in October, November next year. Uh huh. And uh, but in between, we definitely will play a lot, a lot of festivals in the summer. Definitely, I know that there are rumors going around uh, uh, bringing us to, uh, back to the US. Bringing us back to uh, to Mexico and South America, um, the only there were, everything was more or less confirmed, you know. So before we went into the studio, before we originally wanted to enter the studio, because originally we wanted to enter the studio in the spring of twenty nine uh, twenty twenty, you know, and uh, then we were not allowed to meet each other, you know. Sure. So we were not allowed to, uh, to to see each other, whatever, you know. So then we had to. Uh, postponed the whole the whole thing, you know. So and uh, sure. but everything was confirmed. Everything was planned for US, you know, for about sixteen shows in the US. Everything else, and then within one phone call, everybody everything got you know canceled. Yeah, and that is definitely and it is of course horrible for us as a musician, you know. So um, as long as we are talking about the the, the Wall of Skulls album, we made the best out of it. We took the time, you know, to to, to went back into our rehearsing room. And we went back to uh, work on the songs again. But now, as the album is out, we now, of course, want to go on tour. So, and uh, this is we want to bring the people so many new songs, you know. So, sure. and uh, we've seen. Uh, especially on the Metal Hammer Paradise Festival, we played four weeks ago. Uh, we played three out of uh, three uh, songs from the new album. Nice. And the reactions were just overwhelming. You know, so uh, the, the 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 album went in, the, in this uh, in 
charts uh, all over the world in countries we've never been into charts before, you know. Awesome. And this is so amazing to us, but we now want to bring it down to the people. Sure. You know, especially with a skull behind us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Our behind us, you know. Oh, Lord. Andy, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. Guys, Brainstorm's Wall of Skulls, one of my albums of the year. This thing is amazing. From AFM Records, is available now. I cannot thank you so much uh, from the bottom of my heart taking the time to do this with me today. I love this record. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time for me. And uh, thank you so much.